You're listening to Zeros on Heroes with Mike Mercadal and Will Watkins. Hey everybody, welcome to Zeros on Heroes. I am Mike Mercadal. With me is Will Watkins. Will Watkins! Yay! Uh, thank you everybody for listening. Um, we have a special guest today. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome Ian Kitchen. Hello. That's his voice. Um, Ian, you're a comic here in New York City with us. Um, and uh, you're a nice guy. We decided to have you on. Thank you for coming you're on. Really, uh, you're from Texas, Thank right? Thank you. From Texas. From Austin, Texas. Uh, moved here about a year ago. Hey, have you been to that uh, barbecue place that's very famous? Oh, yeah. I worked there. Yeah. What? Yeah. What? Uh, what? Oh, man. Wait, what are we talking about? Oh, man. So there's barbecue there. Uh, apparently, uh, in Austin, Texas. In Austin, man, most Texas you can find uh, barbecue. I would so, imagine smoked meats. Yeah, I would. I would imagine sausage. So sounds good. Uh, you turkey. Know? You know, I did work at one. I worked at a really famous one. I worked at the Salt Lick. Yeah, that's one that good. place. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like a little bit outside of Austin, and uh, I was like. I don't know, 22 years old. Well, podcast like, over. Let's go get some yeah. barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, shit barbecue. Uh, I don't know if you know that, but when you're from Texas... It's garbage. No. What do you mean? Oh, no, you mean here? I, oh, I shit barbecue. Oh, wow. Awesome. Oh. I thought you said it was shit barbecue, and I'm like, why is it so bad? What's wrong with What's wrong with that? People were... T- people, when I first moved here, people were like... Oh yeah, man, you're from Texas. You're not gonna like... We're going to this barbecue place. I don't know if you're gonna like it, man. And then I would go and be like, it's pretty fucking good. Yeah. It's smoked meats. It's not going to be bad. I mean, it's not the same, but it's like... There's a certain level of, like, in New York City that uh, there's certain things that are never the the same. Like, I haven't found good Cuban food up here. Mm -hmm. But that's, like, the one food. Every other culture of food, every other cuisine is, like, well accounted for. And there's, like, 20 places because everybody comes here. I would argue I haven't found really good fried chicken yet. Uh, I, don't, I don't think Are you hunting for good fried chicken? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is that something they have in Florida a lot? Is that something that's well, good there? Well, I guess because we have, uh, you, know, you know, Publix is, right? It's like they have Publix in Like the grocery store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they have like the Publix the Deli. Cafe. And like Publix Deli fried chicken tenders are the greatest thing. Yeah, I love that. But that's not the same. same. But then they have like the fr- actual fried chicken. Like yeah, the yeah, yeah. fried chicken. And that's yeah. fucking, it's the same thing as the chicken tenders. But it's, it's better like, than KFC, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Oh, it's that's so the, better. That's the one thing yeah. I miss from, from back south is Publix. Nothing oh, beats Publix. Yeah. Publix subs? Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Huh. That's why we didn't know. <laughs> Oh, if man. Publix wants That's to sponsor Zero on Heroes, <laughs> yeah, man, that would be... So far, we've got Zycam as a sponsor. and uh, I can't remember the other... Oh, yeah. that, that sex thing that Jake was talking about should sponsor us? Well, that convention? <laughs> yeah, um, we want to see some uh, fucking sex slaves and shit. Yeah. Is it the, the brony convention? Is that no, the whole, that no, sex convention? There's a lot of that. There's, there's a lot of that stuff. It, it, they tie in with the Comic-Cons mm-hmm. and all the bronies. But... About the uh, Comic Con, they tie in with the Comic Con. Is that what I said? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some of the- <laughs> <laughs> well, like, here's the, and it's weird about bronies is like when I was a kid, I was really big into horses. Like my aunt, <laughs> I swear to God, swear to God, swear to God, my aunt like raises horses like in, te- in Texas and uh, outside of Fort Worth somewhere. Okay, but uh. So, like, but at the time she lived in Florida, so we'd go over her, like, ranch, we were just, like, she was 
play with the horses and ride horses and stuff. So, like, my mom was like, I'll get you some horses. So she got me, like, My Little Ponies. As the... <laughs> as, like, the here's circus. some horses you can play with. And I was like, all right, so My Little Ponies. <laughs> so I'll take, like, my little action figures and put them on My Little Ponies. And then, like... And then, like, nowadays, in the past couple of years, everybody's been like, hey, let's fuck My Little Ponies. I'm like, no! No! Yeah, that's what are you doing? Like, you, you were, like, writing the first My yeah, Little yeah. Pony slash fiction. Yeah, yeah, Where My Little Pony fucks Spider-Man or something. <laughs> Spider-Man's riding My Little Pony with his dick. He's <laughs> My Little Pony. Well, uh... Right, good so intro, uh, guys. Good Ian, intro. That's, a, that's Ian. He loves fucking My Little Ponies. Ian yeah. Kitchen loves My Little Pony in a sexual, uh, perverted way. Friendship is magic. <laughs> is that a My Little Pony thing? That's what the um, that's what current the movie is called. Or oh, show is called, show? I think. Yes, that's people right. Yeah, really yeah. into. But, um, but look, I think we've covered the My Little Pony. <laughs> we'll be covered in a future episode, if anything. We'll have Ian back to discuss Today's love. hero was Starbright. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know the um, names. All right, so let's uh, let's jump into uh, enough of that shit. Let's yeah, jump yeah. into we're men, we're men, we're men, we're manly men. Let's discuss some nerdy shit. Yeah. All right. Uh, By the way, I have, I have to give a shout out. That remind me, uh, I found out we have listeners. Did you know that we do? When I was uh, when I went down to Florida. By the way, sorry for the hiatus, everybody. We've been like going back and forth chatting yeah, yeah. shit. Uh, thanks for Neri for dropping in and doing that uh, mm. uh, uh, special uh, episode. Take a listen. That good. was really really fun. I liked it. Um, but yeah, while I was down there, like people were coming up when I was doing shows with the Improv, and they were like, "Oh yeah, we listen to your podcast and blah blah." blah. And then like shout out to uh, this dude Howard Camrick, yeah. uh, who's like a lawyer and stuff, and he does comedy sometimes. But he goes, "Oh Jesus, I'm trying to." Trying to listen to your your podcast. It's all about this nerdy shit. Fucking <laughs> superheroes. Can't you guys talk about sports or something? <laughs> Look, sports heroes. Eventually, I'm gonna. I'm, eventually, I'm gonna come on. We're gonna talk about uh, a sports hero. But I LeBron need James. No. <laughs> Nobody's gonna. <laughs> fucking yeah. Cuba, uh, Miami. Yeah. I honestly. So uh, we're recording literally the day after the Golden State Warriors won <laughs> Man, the NBA momentous Finals. Momentous occasion, right? Right. It's a big deal. Apparently, I'm not a LeBron <laughs> hater. I'm not. Everyone's like, like talking shit about LeBron, but you're pleased, right? But it's like, all right, who? You know, I'm not yeah. a basketball. I'm a football guy. Yeah. So it's like, all right, good. We're one step closer to football season. That's all this <laughs> means to me, right? <laughs> but in all fairness, it was a. You know, I watched it. It was good. He's a great player. I mean, like anyone who says he's not good is lying. Or, it's like everybody in Miami right now is like LeBron James is no good. Yeah, <laughs> never liked him. It's not exactly <laughs> like that. That's stereotypical, borderline offensive. Bro, bro, bro. That's actually more like it. Bro, but for real, seriously? Bro, seriously? Regardless? Irregardless? Irregardless. <laughs> um. We gotta do... We gotta, All right. We're off the rails. Uh, shout out to Winery Science for doing the uh, Hero News. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that was really funny. Hero News! So, uh... Yeah, we had a lot of Hero News. Uh, uh, my favorite Hero News the past week. Uh, we did a segment at the beginning. We do uh, we talk about stuff that happened in the news about heroes. Yeah, Hero News. Awesome. Uh, if you can't tell by the title. Yeah, yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's pretty, uh, pretty simple. But uh, uh, Frank Castle's been cast. We got right. uh, John uh, Barenthal. Barenthal, yeah. Barenthal. Yeah, he's, I mean, from Walking Dead. He played Shane in Walking Dead. He was in The Pacific, which is the uh, Band of Brothers sequel. He was right. great in that. He was in uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street. He was in Fury. Uh, yes, he was in Fury also. He's been in so he's many good things. He's, he's a solid actor. He's a great actor, man. And uh, I think he looks the part. His face. Casper what? 
The Punisher. Uh, Punisher. <gasps> the Punisher. Oh, yeah. man. It'll be way better than the last Punisher movie. Bro, what the yes! fuck, man? Right? Finally, right? somebody agrees with me. <laughs> right? That's, this is the best. <laughs> Which Punisher movie are you thinking of? What was it? Like, the, with Ray Winston? Is it, has it been like 10 years? Because no. there was the one with Thomas Jane, and then there's one. Oh, there was two, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah. then there was the last um, one with Ray Stevenson from who was in Rome. I think that was, I think that might have been the one that the one that's, that's, the, that's the, the good one. one. <laughs> that's the good one. Yeah, it's, one it I was saw. terrible. That was uh, great. It was great. So there there are, for the Irish parkour dudes, but there are parts that were good in that movie. But the movie as a whole, right? You remember? You're like, right. Ooh, I remember yeah, going. I went to see it with a friend, and uh, I don't remember. I really don't remember much about it. It right. didn't stand out to me. Nah. The, the but I also was not a big Punisher. Nah. The truth is that they were they were trying to make it like. More flashy, violent. That that was like their goal, because it was Marvel Knights or whatever, and they made a yeah. big deal about it being directed by a woman. And she's like, "I'm going to make it extra." She said in interview, "Let's see, Alexander." I can't remember. Yeah. Clearly, she's not working. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I don't know, but she you was, misogynist. No, she was. It was <laughs> it's because the movie was bad. But I think it was a good movie. I it was also it. they were probably like the the network or the the, the 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 production company was probably like, "Hey, go nuts, go overboard, go over the top," and then it was like too much, you know. But eh. I think with the way because he's going to be Punisher in Daredevil, mm-hmm. yeah, the Daredevil series really did a good job of balancing the violence with like gritty, yeah, like that's a gritty that Daredevil needed a gritty reboot, not I watched not it Superman, yet. you know? Yeah, what I mean? yeah. Oh, you haven't watched I, it? I like have been saving it. That's why I've been sta- I've been stashing it away. It's from so good because di- like you've seen I've the, the Avengers down. and stuff like that, right? I've seen the first Avengers. Where, yeah, where it's like you know, it's like it's, a, it's like oh, these are superheroes, but this one's like oh, there's like blood, and like he's beating people to a pulp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Kingpin great. is uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. The Kingpin is destroys oh, people. Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah. Yeah. Kingpin. Yeah. Oh, I didn't so even know. Good. What am I missing? Yeah. I'm missing a lot right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm bored. But uh, but that was that's a great. It's a great casting casting. choice. Yeah. I think it's gonna be good. I think it's gonna be great in the the Punisher. I mean the Daredevil series as well because I think it's gonna balance out where it's like Daredevil's like we need to bring these people to justice and. Punisher's like, oh no, justice is a bullet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Justice I'm gonna kill is, yeah. these people. Justice is murder, you know? Like, yeah. He's not a good guy. I, that, I remember we were talking about it too, where I was like, ju- you need to bring on the Punisher as a villain. He needs to be a villain somewhere. Yeah, I think that's where the, the conflict is gonna come in. Yeah. Because, like, every time, like, two superheroes meet in a medium, they always have to fight it first. They have to fight first. And right. then they're like, well, yeah. right, well, friends <laughs> now. Well, that's what happened with Kingpin. They presented it really well, where there's that balance of, like, man, he's fucked up, but he's fucked up. He's violent and he's angry and he's you know murderer. Yeah. But he's got this fucked up side where he's been damaged since he was a kid. So yeah. it was like one of those. Oh, well, all right. Do I root against? And then he murdered murder somebody viciously. And yeah. Then like, well, okay. I think it's good. It's going to be in a series too because I think it's going to be a lot like the flashbacks they had, where they flashback to why the Kingpin is who he is. Yeah. Why Daredevil is who he is. Why that's a good way to bring on the origin of that character because yeah. then you can throw him anywhere. One of the good things I did like about Punisher Warzone, I thought was fantastic, was that they weren't like. Here's the scene where his family gets murdered. It's just like a quick flash where he's holding his dead kids. Like, yeah, Everybody I like knows. that. I'm getting so sick of the the, the, origin the origins over and over and over and over again. Yeah. Like we know Spider Man got yeah, I mean, fucking yeah, Spider. Yeah, we need yeah. a movie where it's just like he's fucking Spider Man already. The only origin story I really loved already. was the Iron Man movie. The Iron Man, yeah, that well, that was a great was movie. Yeah, it is great. But I mean, you had to because nobody knows. At the time, it's like nobody knows who Iron Man is. Unless you're, in, unless you're into like comics and stuff. Right. And you don't know who that is. It's, it's the first of the movies, so it's had to kind of really be in your face with, here's how it starts. You yeah. know? And then everyone else, Absolutely. you can kind of like, 
Like Captain America was another one where it was like, here's how mm-hmm. it starts. And then uh, Thor was already kind of established. Like that's why I think people hate on Thor too much. I do, I do think people hate on Thor too much because it's the it was so different than the Incredible Hulk one and the, the Captain America first so, Avenger. And so it was so different because it had all this like. He didn't have it already. He was just like magical and mystical and all this. He, he yeah, was when, already the hero. When you're born a superhero, it's like, yeah, that's your origin. That's you it. Were born. You were born. You Aquaman. Were born. What? He was just, was he born Aquaman? Yeah. Uh, well, there's different origins. It's like, his mother's born killed. Aquaman, or sometimes it's like he doesn't know he's actually Aquaman, where he's uh, like on land. And eh, no, they keep on rebooting everything. Oh, man. How sick would an Aquaman So I did see B, though. They, uh, they it's coming, right? They yeah, Jason Momoa. They, uh, they released a spoiler. I know you don't like spoilers, but they released a spoiler to show how he he's involved in that new DC oh, I universe. I didn't see it. Mm. Yeah, they released a spoiler about how Batman finds out who Aquaman and the Flash are in the, in the new Batman vs. Superman. Oh, that's going to be yummy. Oh. That's gonna uh, be yummy. I can tell you if you want, but I know you don't like spoilers. No, no, no. Don't, don't, don't tell me. Yeah, what's we'll um, But, uh, okay, so w- I will say that I saw Jurassic World... Oh, you saw uh, it? What'd you think? I'm gonna go, we're going to go see it. Katie and me are going to see it on uh, Friday. I haven't seen I, it yet. I, it, was, it was great. It was, uh, man, in my, in Cubans have a phrase called tremendo paquete, where it's like uh, an exaggeration. Mm-hmm. Everything is just one big, giant exaggeration. Sure. Mm-hmm. It's like they pack it up in a little bow and give it to you, but it's like right. fed to you this giant mm-hmm. spectacle. But that's exactly what you want out of it, it's and it's warm. so yeah. good. So I, There's lots of good scare moments. Oh, it's great. The thing that I keep hearing about it is that it's kind of a rehash of the first one, where like a lot of elements of it are a it's, lot like the first one, including like characters, story, you know, action. Well, but it's got to be better than... Fuck. The I'm going to tell you right now. It's, I want to see it. I think it looks fucking awesome. It, it does. dinosaurs. Yeah, that's how I want a big, dumb dinosaur. Yeah. Jurassic Park does that the best. This time, it's a big, smart dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> that's the, that's the but, kicker. But they were smart in the first one. Where the guy was like, oh, yeah, that was smart. girl. <laughs> <laughs> but this time, this, so I will say, without, without spoiling anything, there is a lot of homage to the first one. Because look, man, that was 1993. Yeah. Think about how that was over 20 years ago. I mean, this is yeah. a long time ago. So, the only memory people have of those movies, if they've seen them recently, if they've seen that first movie, because nobody goes, but no one's like, oh, I'm going to go watch Jurassic Park, The Lost World. I'm, no, 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 Jurassic Park, nobody, 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 nobody says that shit. I don't think I've ever even seen the second or third one. I well, I've seen bits and pieces, but it's like, I don't remember. I recently that. rewatched the Lost. The third one I won't watch. I know that I know for the sure that I don't like one? it. But I went, yeah. So, but I went back and watched The Lost World. So I was like, you know what? I really like Jurassic Park. I love the first one, yeah. and I loved the second one when I was a kid when it first came out. And I was like, you know what? Maybe it's still, but maybe there's great things about it. I went back. No great things. No great things. <laughs> no great things. At Ironically all. enough, the first one, the oldest one, holds up the most oh, visually. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Man, you could watch that, and it's like, now. like I, Those dinosaurs are real. They're, yeah. they're real. They're practical. It's like great. There were more practical dinosaurs than people think, but all of the digital ones still look good. Still look good yeah. compared to How the fuck now? is that? Because you look at, like, Independence Day, and you're like, Jesus, yeah, look yeah. at those fucking There's certain, <laughs> there's certain, there's certain CG, like, that burgeoning industry, like, when it was really in yeah. its growing pains of special in the Wild West yeah. of, of uh, but then again, animation. Brutal. Yeah. It's brutal to watch yeah. Yeah. I would rather watch the special effects in Independence Day than in Indiana Jones 4. Yes. Like, CGI monkeys and CGI aliens and that movie were, so were fucking bad. horrible. 
horrible. Yeah, I would about, rather watch Will Smith flying an alien spaceship. What about Super Mario Brothers? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that was all practical stuff. Beautiful yeah. CG. Uh, there was a couple of parts that had... Oh yeah, 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 like King Koopa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was terrible. Oh man. But you know people hate on that movie too, but if you watch it not as a Super Mario movie, it's like one of those good bad movies where you watch it to punish yourself where you're like, oh, this is going to be awful. But Jurassic World throws homage to, and it reminds you how good that first movie was. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's So, you're watching it and you're like, a lot of it, even though you're going to feel like there's a moment where you're at the beginning, where you're, there's a moment where you're like, come on. But as soon as you get that out of your head, everything's good. Everything is great. I'm going to go, I'm going to buy some popcorn. You buy popcorn, popcorn, M&M's, watch the movie, believe that you, you, you dive into it, man. It was great. Jurassic Park uh, and the news, it set the records for uh, biggest box office of all time. Beat beat the Avengers. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Beat beat uh, both Avengers. Was that, was was that the best uh, movie experience you had as a, as a kid going to see Jurassic Park? I I feel like for me, uh, I wasn't allowed to watch it. It was too violent. Oh yeah, too violent. This was really we good. Went, we went and saw it, and uh, it was the best. It's the best. It's the first movie that I went and saw like multiple times. Oh, uh, in the theater. As a kid, in the theater. Nice. Uh, and it's the only movie that I've been to where I was like, you know, on the edge of my seat and like. That it was, was like, like it was like our generation's Jaws. Yeah, almost. it was, like it was all scary ages. and yeah. crazy. You went to go see it like other girls went to go see like Titanic. Sure, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Everybody had their Leonardo DiCaprio poster. Yeah. You had your Sam Neill poster. Yeah, I, you know, I, I cry when yeah. the kid gets electrocuted. Yeah. You know, that was walking around telling everybody <laughs> that nature will find a way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no Goldblum in this one though. I was upset at the no Goldblum. Uh, that's fine. But, is there any? Uh, is there any returning cast at all? Uh, There's the well, Asian dude, the scientist. I was gonna say, yeah, he's yeah. the only one of the cast. Yes, that he's my favorite character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that guy for like a split second. It's like uh, his break from his career, law and order. Mm-hmm. He's in it, but he, yeah, yeah. I won't. I don't want to. I don't want to give too much away. But yeah, maybe I'll pull off comedy tonight, and I'll go see Jurassic World. <laughs> Man, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you right now. Mm. I grew up going like going to the movies a lot so when you, you asked me that question just fucked up my brain because you were like what's well, what the best movie going experience and I genuinely can't tell you one of my favorites was going to see in like middle school I was like like how were you eighth grade you know we went to go see From Dusk Till Dawn. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it was the four of us and my friends, what we would do, he lived like a block, couple blocks away from a movie mm-hmm. theater. I'd go to his house and we'd walk to the movie theater from like noon till we got kicked out of there because we would theater hop. Mm-hmm. We would literally spend Classic. all day in the movie mm-hmm. theater. I remember one time I was there all day and it was nighttime and uh, I had gone to see From Dusk Till Dawn and it was like awesome because you know like it was the first vampires fucking shit's going over some Hayek's tits and you know like it was all yeah. it was all great for an 8th grade kid yeah. to be, that movie like, was made for an 8th grade and you're like oh, Quentin Tarantino's good and then at a certain he point he is good he's great <laughs> he this guy's fantastic but but uh, but at, so, at some point in the movie I feel sh- someone grabbed my shoulder uh. and I thought fuck I'm gonna get kicked out I'm gonna get you know somebody. it was my mom I had lost, I had forgot, I had locked the wrong key door in my house because I used to leave through, to leave through the back. Wow. And I forgot to leave the key for my mom to get in the house so she couldn't get in the house. She knew where I was. She knew I was at the movie theater. Even This was before cell phones. Knew where I was. Went from theater to theater in the movie theater because it was like eight only at that time. Mm-hmm. And saw me and my friend sitting yeah. there. She goes, she's like, get the fuck over here. Just give me your fucking keys. Like she freaked. Look, after I was literally watching <laughs> vampires eating people, and then I got my shoulder grabbed, and I literally I filled my pants with poop. 
And I, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> like a fucking scream. Did she make you come home, or was she like enjoy the movie? No, she was like, give me the keys, and she didn't even tell me. She's like, she she just left. And then I that was even more scary because then I don't know the level of trouble I'm yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she would have dragged me out of there. I would have been like, ah, oh, well, I'm screwed. I can I can brace for impact. You know, like, uh, I'm good. I think it'd be great if she did that right at the moment. Selma Hayek, like, undid her tab yeah. and showed her breasts. So every time you see Selma Hayek's breasts, now you're like, keys. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> like, you can't watch Desperado anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Desperado. Oh, we got to do El Mariachi as a hero. Uh, all right. Go uh, uh, up the hero news. We got a uh, Game of Thrones had a shocking ending. You guys both watch Game of Thrones? I don't. I've never seen it. Uh, You've never seen Game of Thrones? Nice. Uh, and I got a lot of people upset. I feel like uh, the character they killed off, I'm not going to say uh, uh, Well, the here's the thing. I think if you he's guys, gonna, he's if gonna you guys get... have both seen it, go ahead and say it. No, no, no. Because I don't have people listening. <sighs> I don't want to do spoilers. I'm going to say this. There's no definitive proof that he's dead. I think I think he is dead, but I think they're going to bring him back. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, 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 he's yeah. not. He's, he made, It's one of those things where, like, once they, it's like time travel or bringing people back from the dead. Like, yeah. once they, in, what it just so happens to be the Red Witch showed up right at the same day he gets killed. Or yeah, like I don't, I don't understand. Yeah, there's a lot going on there. I think that there's there's a lot of speculation that we could make. Yeah. All right. So we'll just say that a lot of people are upset, but yeah. I feel uh, I don't feel like that upsetness is justified. There was other parts that were really fucked up in that show. That was great. That that episode that people are harping on the death of this dude. Yeah. But not on the the Jamie Lannister with his daughter thing. Oh yeah. Was yeah. fucked up. The Cersei Lannister Waka Shane yeah, was yeah. fucked up. The fucking uh, Arya Stark. Killing yeah, with the faces yeah, yeah, yeah. thing was oh, yeah. fun. there was so much going on. There was on. only one part in that sh- in that episode where it was like, oh, finally something good happened. Was when uh, Sansa and Reek were like, and they yeah, 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 and, like threw the chick over the wall. Oh man, it was great. And they jumped <laughs> off the thing. Like everything was literally. It was literally like the like the cliffhanger ending. But apparently the show is caught up with the books now. That's yeah. the big deal. So now they're going to go off on their own. They're going to do their They're shit. literally... Right, yeah. J, J, uh, George R.R.R. Martin yeah, yeah, yeah. Has decide, is going to try to get the book out before the next season. Yeah. But they're no longer sharing storyline. Yeah. Which I think is kind of crazy. I, I think, think he told cool. him how he wants everything to end up, and he's like, just figure out how to get there. Is that going to be good or bad? Who for knows? The, for the, for the I think it's good. Version. I think it's good, because that way people who have read the books are going to watch the show, and they're going to be surprised at what happens. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's, that's kind of a, that's kind of an interesting idea. Yeah, because it's like oh, I get two different experiences with the same. It's like kind of like uh, the Star Wars. Uh, the Star Wars had their novels, yeah, mm-hmm. and now it's n- no longer canon. So it's right. like, well, you still have those adventures, and now you got new adventures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. the so parallel yeah, storyline, like parallel dimensions, whatever the fuck. Uh, the last bit of hero news I want to jump into was uh, they were placing odds on who the next James Bond is going to be. Okay. And uh, a lot of people want Idris Elba, which I think would be fantastic. I thought he was uh, slated. I thought he was... Uh, I think it thing. was uh, in the Sony leak. Someone said, I really want Idris Elba to be the next James Bond. Uh-huh. And so that's what everybody's been clamoring for, because yeah. everybody loves mm-hmm. him. He's gonna but uh, odds makers are saying the top uh, choice right now, with a 1-4 to four odds, is Damian Lewis. Who's Damian Lewis? Damian Lewis uh, played Lieutenant Winter or C- Captain Winters in Band of Brothers. What? The guy from Homeland? Yeah. Yeah, no, I know who that, I know this who that guy. Oh, yeah. he'd the guy be. From They're saying he's the frontrunner right now to play uh, James Bond. Because I he's British, actually. He's super British. Super British. I want Black Bond. 
I want, I want Black, I want Black Bond, Bond, man. I want, I want them to release two movies, one of them James Bond and the other one called Black Bond. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's literally Idris Elba, Bond. and then they fight. The, well, there was that whole Black thing on, Bond. on was it Reddit that leaked that, that, that some, someone wrote the story, the short story of how James Bond is not is a name is given a name. is a code name given to these so, these guys they erase their memories and they mm-hmm. put memories in yeah. but then there was they were they like the James Bond the current James Bond gets retired yeah and they take him out of service and they take him to some island where he's retired and Sean Connery's there Roger Moore is there Timothy is Dalton that, is there is that Timothy Dalton underrated but the movie Skyfall got exactly. rid of that theory. yeah yeah so but that's not um that's not canon to the Fleming novels, right? No, no. no. It's just this is like a, this is a theory. Yeah, I think it's a great theory. I think it would be good if there was a man. If there was a way to to, to incorporate that into some other storyline that many actors have played the same character. Yeah, yeah. If there was, but there's nothing as specific <laughs> to that as James that, Bond. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you know, uh, as the if you saw uh, was it Kingsman? Have you ever seen that movie? Kingsman? Kingsman? I want to see it. it I just saw it last really night, good. and it was literally one of my favorite movies that came it's out in the past couple great. years. Yeah, and actually, good. I think it's probably one of the better. Like it references James Bond. It's kind uh-huh. of like a spoof on spy movies, right? Uh, but I think if you literally <laughs> took out all the James Bond references, that would be the best James Bond origin story ever. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. it, you know what? It, I once I realized it was oh, playful. This is, a fucking cool. this is a satire. Yeah, it's a, totally a satire. But it, it's a great on its own. It's a great spy movie. Yes. But like it's, oh, it's satire. It's a, it's a better satire than Austin Powers was. It really was. It was once I once I was like I figured out where how to approach what I was watching because at, at a certain point you're like oh this is. And then, and then I realized, oh, they're fucking with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole time, they're fucking with the audience as to, like, making fun of all of the shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's super tongue-in-cheek once you view it through those, through those, that, yeah. that perspective. I'm gonna it was really I'm going to download it tonight. Uh, it was so really, it's the girl with the legs. You know what her name was? <clears throat> Classic James Bond style? Gazelle. Yeah. <laughs> Classic that's, that's James good. Bond <laughs> and Valentine uh, is yeah. the is the is the sociopath megalomaniac bad yeah, guy yeah. Samuel Jackson and he wants to uh, kill a certain number of population so he's gonna uh, do V Day Valentine's Day yeah. Valentine's Day massacre right, 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 right. Right. it's great it was really solid uh, where it's like he's a megalomaniac but he also hates violence. So if he sees he's violence, of blood. Yeah, he said blood. blood and violence. So oh, I gotta watch. This. He tells this somebody to kill great. somebody. He's like, ah, let me know when it's over. Yeah. Oh, great. That's oh, such a good, such a good movie. So, movie. So Daniel Craig has one more Bond movie, right? That's what they're, they're doing. A spe- yeah, yeah, the for, Spectre movie, right? Spectre. Yeah. yeah. It's contract for one God, more. It's gonna be great. And it's got uh, Christoph Waltz in it. Yeah. And uh, they gave him. Uh, uh, they told everybody he's gonna play this <clears> weird name character, but it's like everybody's like. He's bald in the he's movie. He's playing Bullfeld. He's playing Bullfeld. He's just tells us he's playing Bullfeld. Oh, and also, mm. to wrap up here in his rest in peace, Christopher Lee. Uh, oh, Christopher Lee, Lee man, man. One of the best. I loved him in Speaking the Speaking of Bond. Yeah. In the stupid. <laughs> <laughs> what? But um, he's the only <laughs> member of the Lord of the Rings cast that actually met Tolkien. Yeah, and Tolkien right. said oh, that he right. wanted Christopher Lee to play Gandalf. Well, he wanted to play Gandalf. Yeah. for his for his whole career, he, he they, dreamed of playing Gandalf. They never made they never made Lord of the Rings into the into films until he was already too old to play Gandalf. Yeah, mm-hmm. but he was the only one that he met, and he was obsessed with Lord of the Rings and Tolkien. He was he was mm-hmm. the guy he was the guy they would go to. When and man, I, and I was reading up on him. I don't know if you know this. He was like a World War II yeah. super spy. Yeah. Not only that, he was actually in the same spy group as Ian Fleming, and mm-hmm. they actually Ian Fleming based a lot of uh, James Bond's 
personality on Christopher Lee. This guy, the dude, hunted down Nazis after World War II and like Brazil and shit. I think Norway sucked blood. Norway. And then there was a there was a point in Lord of the Rings where he gets stabbed and uh, uh, in the back, and then and then. they were like, oh, you should probably do it like this. And he's like, trust me, I, kn- I know what it's like. I know what a sound a man makes when he's stabbed. And I, read, like, I read that as a quote, and I was just like, Oh, right, Mr. Lee, you do whatever. He was a knight. He did a charitable fundraiser. He was like, oh, man, he was heavy metal albums. He had heavy metal? He was in Star Wars. It might have been a bad Star Wars movie, but he was in Star Wars. He was the best part. Of some, yeah, he, right? and arguably Dooku's <coughs> his his the scene in the, uh, Attack of the Clones where he fights uh, fucking uh, Yoda. His yeah. lightsaber was dope. No, right? dope guy's lightsaber. He had a cool lightsaber. You know what I love about Chris really in that role of Count Dooku in mm-hmm. Attack of the Clones was there's the point when like Obi Wan Kenobi's like in the stasis field and he's like just floating there yeah. and like he's trying to convince oh, Obi Wan to turn back and I'm like. Yo, I would have turned. Yeah, yeah, he's making a lot of good points right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He is absolutely right. The the Jedi Council is controlled by a Dark Lord of the Sith right now. He's totally telling he's the truth. Telling the truth. He's the only one telling the truth. In my head, if you play that movie in a different uh, a different version, he's trying to break away from Darth Sidious, and he's like, "No, I'm telling you, Darth Sidious is controlling you guys. Join my side. We can take down Darth Sidious. Bring control." And then in the next Count- movie, gets his head cut off. Count Dooku, fucking was right. Right. Hero, I would have joined him. Count Dooku, uh, undisputed uh, hero of the day. Rest in peace, Christopher Leo. <laughs> yeah, it was a great performance. That's a great little mini episode within an episode. <clears throat> Good for uh, yeah, Christopher Lee could he could literally be. We could do a whole episode on stuff because yeah. there's a lot of stuff I've learned uh, at, like the whole Nazi killer thing. Mm-hmm. Like that's a dude. That's a real oh. guy. That's oh, not oh, a movie oh. that he was in. But then he was in Dracula. You know, he was in all the <laughs> Hammer films. It blows my mind how many people don't know who that is. I went to work and, and, and was talking about it. People were like, oh, Christopher Lee. And then I was like, Star Wars? You remember the guy from the Star Wars? Oh, well, I didn't really watch those. Like, Christopher yeah. Lee? Well, what about like Lord Brown? of the Rings? I uh, couldn't watch those. I don't know. <laughs> those people, those are not the people you need in your life. I was either. like, <laughs> those are not the people that you can. If you, because look, everybody should have seen at least Star Wars and or Lord of the Rings. Yeah. yeah. You can't, sure. you know, like. Or even the older people like know him from Doctor No when he was sure uh, Doctor No yeah and then he was uh, he wasn't he was in the Bond Bond movie they wanted him he's in all the biggest franchises yeah Dracula Bond Star Wars it's so many things and he wait no he played like uh, I think Frankenstein's monster in a couple things too but he was in the Hammer and everything like I said the stupids you know that popular franchise um uh but yeah oh and one of the big things that he on a comedy point. He was offered the role of uh, Liam Neeson, um, Leslie Nielsen's role in Airplane and turned it down. Oh, really? And then he says that that of all the things was the biggest mistake in his career. He says that's right. interesting. Yeah, I was like, damn, damn that's super. You know, I heard about Leslie Nielsen was the, uh, and after I heard it, I was like, ah, oh, you're kind of right. Was that uh, Leslie Nielsen up until Airplane had never played a comedic role? Yeah, he was no, like a Shakespeare. He did Shakespeare and, and like the, all that. That's what he said. We. We got him because he had no sense of humor. So every line he played, he played it straight. Yeah, Whereas, like, this surely you can't be serious. Yeah. And I was like... And don't call me Shirley. And it's with such sincerity that you're yeah. like... Bah! Yeah. <laughs> and then after that, I was like... If you actually do watch some of the shit he did afterwards, I was like, all right, you got, like, 
Uh, what's that? Police, police squad. What's the movie? Naked Gun. Naked yeah, Gun. I got the first Naked Gun was really good. Then everything after that was pretty bad. Yeah, kind of like Dracula Dead and loving it. And like, oh man, you don't think it's funny? Shut your that fucking mouth. Hilarious. Dracula Dead and loving it is so fucking funny. With Peter McNichol as a uh, yes, as, as, as Renfield. It's fucking great. Renfield. This movie. You shut your fucking mouth. It's hilarious. You shut the fuck up. All right, fine. Great. Mr. Magoo, the movie. Oh, that was terrible. Oh, you shut your fucking mouth. All right, Magoo. The classics, alright? <laughs> no, Spy Hard was garbage. Spy, Spy, Spy Hard was garbage. Spy Hard was Best garbage. part about Spy Hard? Probably the Weird Al theme song exactly. at the beginning, right? right? The Weird Al theme Great, song right? is the, like, the only good thing about Spy That's Hard. one of those dudes that can like never lose. Well, no, Weird, Al, Weird Al should be... Yeah. You know what, actually? You can't do Weird Al's in here. This, right comes, this comes kind of full circle into the episode. Part, yeah, absolutely. We're doing yeah. the, our first uh, <clears throat> musical hero Ian uh, w- wanted to come on and talk about Frank Zappa. And I was yeah, like, fuck a, yeah, let's talk about it. That's a fantastic choice, man. We need a musical Zappa hero. Rudy. So this episode is uh, Frank Zappa. So we start with every hero. We start, what's the first <laughs> thing you think of when you think of Frank Zappa? Oh, man. Guitars? I don't know. Complex, complex, uh, yes. like, uh, compositions... It's, weird noises, well, that's, funny, funny things, it's, voices. It's a, yeah, that's a weird question to ask well, about Frank Zappa because, like, so you much. don't put him into it. Uh, you can't. You, you can't, can't put him into it. You really Zappa. can't. Yeah. I, I mean, <clears throat> I'll tell you, the, like, when I was... Because, honestly, it's one of those things where I have to, you know, admit ignorance where I, I know of mm-hmm. him. I've heard some songs, but the more and more... So, I, when you said Frank Zappa, I was like, oh, let me look him up. And, mm-hmm. I, and I was reading his Wikipedia thing, like, I'm super engaged. Like, really? Wow. Yeah, yeah. This is really super interesting. He had a You're great like, well, imperial mustache. Of work. Only, only 100 albums. Yeah. So, no, only 100 <laughs> studio albums. <laughs> man, more than that. Man, it's insane how many albums this dude had. So, and they're all... So the one of the things I read is that he had no kind of formal music training. Like yeah. it was all just in him. He so just listened he, to albums. He, he taught himself. Jukebox, yeah, right? he taught himself. Yeah. So when he so when he talks about it, his influences from like doo-wop to like Stravinsky yeah, and some yeah, other yeah, weird yeah. He's he's really into this guy. I think it's Varese or Varese something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just off have the wall. Heard, have you ever heard, heard that? Varese? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's literally just like wham, yeah, wham, it's like the dubstep origin. Yeah. <laughs> it literally sounds like dubstep industrial. And you know what? Some of, some of Frank's it's shit. It's like some European guy, yeah. Some of Frank's shit, listen to it. It's a lot like that, man. Yeah. You'll hear it in there. And and But then also, he's... But R&B, yeah. R&B, doo-wop, yeah, rock he, and roll. He released like a doo-wop, like a fuck with doo-wop album. Like, yeah, he, like yeah. It was like influenced with, with Ruben and the Jets. Yes. <laughs> Fantastic album, and That's you know a what? Great name. They play they play it straight for the most part. I mean, if you listen to it now, if you weren't around back then, you can't really get the full effect of what it actually was like when it came out. But you listen to it now, and you're like, "Is this actually? Is he fucking with us? Yeah. Or is this yeah, real?" He was. That's one of the things that that you were. I was reading where like his he was he was also anti. He was anti-establishment. Anti a lot of things. He was anti a lot of things. Because he was also anti the hippie movement. He hated hippies. And he hated Mm -hmm. that whole, like, beat post. He hated communists. He hated, hated, like, everybody who wanted to, to either... To put their own order in things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like an anarchist, you know. Like he wasn't. He wasn't a Democrat or Republican yeah. or Libertarian. He, in, uh, he just he had his small government, thing. but he also believed in social <clears throat> justices and right. social order. And I was like, oh man, he's just an individual. He's literally like, well, I was saying, like, he's got this gigantic body of work. How can you compete? How can any modern artist ever kind of do that again? 
You yeah. know who has done it again that we were talking about earlier is Weird Al. Weird Al. Weird Al. Just Weird Al. Weird Al's hero is Frank Zappa, and that's why he's such an amazing yeah. musician. And he's got these. If you listen to a lot of Weird Al's compositions, he does it a lot like Frank did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've seen fict- I've seen um, <clears throat> like footage of him in the studio conducting his his band. I think he's had the same band for like thirty years or something. Yeah, Weird Al's had the same uh, guys forever. Yeah, Jim he's Bermuda ki- Schwartz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. He's like conducting guys making fucking uh, bicycle horn noises. Yeah, yeah. Like that kind of thing. Like, well, Frank Zappa was known for the hand movements. The hand, yeah. Throwing yeah. the hand out to, to cue the band. Because he had like mm-hmm. two percussionists and he had like these complex arrangements. Yep. That's what a lot of people say is like he was actually less of like a band member, more of a, like a maestro. Mm-hmm. Where, yeah. like, and he actually said that kind of similar thing where he said uh, towards the end of his life, he was just in a studio with like people who worked like four or five people mm-hmm. working in the studio, mm-hmm. and he was like, "I prefer this. It's a lot better than a rock band because like everybody's yeah. just here to make music. They don't give a shit about their salary or whatever it is." So he's got this really strange album. It's very hard to listen to, even for me, even as a big <laughs> Zappa guy. Very hard to listen to, but still really interesting for what it is. It's called um, Jazz from Hell. <laughs> I'm a jazz from hell. He was the best at naming things. Yeah. Nobody ever. Nobody put. No real musicians played on it. It's all uh, digital uh, clavinet. Is that what it's called? Clavinet, something like that. Uh, and it's all like midis, basically. And they're <laughs> like these. The or- this is back because like, he died in '93. This is uh, like '80. Four, so so it's still like the ultimate new technology. Yeah, it was new technology. You go back and listen to it now, and you're like, was this a Casio keyboard or something? But he would program these compositions into this into this this thing, this electronic clavinet or whatever, and uh, he would come up with these pieces that were like impossible. For people to play, like nobody could play them. Yeah, well, that's where the whole, and the whole album's just a machine playing, and yeah. it's like, what the fuck is this? But that's where the whole the the black page, you the black page, the black yeah, page, yeah, where yeah. Compose, they call it that because it's got so much on, so many notes. It just looks like a black. Page. It looks yeah. bla- like a black page. It's a, it's one of his most amazing. Works people have played sure. it. Yeah, I've I haven't I've never I've always been like I don't want to hear it because. It's like got this mystique around it where it's like, what if this is the thing that drives me crazy? You know, right. like, yeah. this is gonna break my brain, and then uh-huh. I'm gonna start walking the streets and babbling like the, the black, black page, the black, black page, Frank Zappa. <laughs> just gonna start making like guttural noises, like Zappa, black page, googly moogly. Yeah, I think he might have like uh, he might have read the black page and then named his kids afterwards. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. his kids are named Moon Unit. Munyad Dweezil, who's an amazing musician. Yeah, he's on guitar. He's he's carrying on uh, Zappa's uh, music today for people. Yeah. And he is. I went and saw them a couple of years ago, and I was, but my mind was blown. Really? Wow. He's this so guy good. is so good. Yeah. He plays all Zappa's, like he plays Frank's guitar and uh, learns the songs. You know, to the to the fucking to the note it's an homage uh, it's a total homage uh, the rest of the band is amazing the band it's a bunch of like younger guys but sometimes he has original guys from the like the mothers and yeah. like whatever like yeah. yeah well I think he's well no he's still around oh is he uh, oh, they used to play in Austin. Um, they were called the Grandmothers of Invention. Oh, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. And they would play at Stubbs Barbecue on the inside of Stubbs, and it was like uh, Motorhead and um, Jimmy Carl Black before he died. He's dead now. He was the original Mother's drummer. 
and then a couple other dudes, and they would play old Zappa tunes. Not as well as the Dweezil band Zappa played Zappa, but they were good. That's they were awesome. Dope. God, yeah, man. Yeah, they were good. I want to go to Austin. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen the Foo Fighters Sonic Highways yet? I want to watch it. There's an Austin one where it talks about Austin City Limits mm-hmm. and uh, sure. all the concerts, all the music coming out of Austin. And, oh, yeah. And how, how uh, kind of... It had it's had its really high and then a sure. low and then it's high and now it's kind of like a, in a weird medium like it's got it is well Austin is different though Austin, yeah. Austin is different than it used to be it used to be um, it seemed like it was straight up a music town yeah you know for a long time for years and now it's like there's so many different yeah. kinds of people that live there and so South many different Southwest kinds of music and there's South by Southwest I mean yeah. South by Southwest has been around for a very long time but now it's a completely it, become, it became like a big corporate yeah it is it's so. a big corporate I mean it's a blast it's definitely fun and they have the film, South by Southwest, the film festival, film, the comedy, the comedy, the tech, comedy. Yeah. Yeah. everything. It's every, it's an all-encompassing uh, conference. But it used to just be uh, music, music, music uh, industry guys coming, and then bars would just book book bands, and they just called it South by Southwest. It was like the reverse MySpace. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's one of those things. Like, I mean, from you hear stories about places where like something like that would happen where you just get like oh yeah these Frank's you know the Mother's Invention are playing mm-hmm. oh really where in that well, tiny place you know one yeah. of Zappa's uh, one of Zappa's best albums is a live album and it's called uh, it's called uh, Bongo Fury and it's Zappa and <laughs> Jesus, this, this is amazing man. check this shit so good it's Zappa and Captain Beefheart you know Beefheart yeah that's the guy um uh, he, they met in like school. They've been. They were like friends forever. Yeah, they were friends for a long time. He was just this crazy p- blues guy that did <laughs> artist, you know. Uh, and they and the the album was recorded live at the Armadillo World Headquarters in Austin, Texas. And it's like uh, now that place is still there, but now it's like a uh, it's like a restaurant. It's called Threadgills. But you can go into the into the lobby when you walk in there, and there's a big picture of Frank Zappa oh, wow. holding a holding a stuffed armadillo, <laughs> looking at the. Looking at the stuff, Armadillo. But yeah, it's cool. That's, that's funny. I, I mean, like that. That's part of his uh, his, his, his legacy. Is like this this awesome Austin, Texas show. You know. You know, and it's one of those things where <clears throat> I do think this is going to be this is going to be the old man segment where it's like back then the kids today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because I was just reading because like the thing about like live music now mm-hmm. is that you don't get. You get you get a little bit now with the indie scene, but there's no one really trying to sound different anymore. Everyone's trying to sound different, but in the same way. Yeah, like like Judd Apatow got some shit the other day. Is Judd Apatow said there's no more Andy Kaufman's? Yeah, for, in regards to the comedies, like everybody's just trying to be like a snarky hipster right. on stage. He's like there's yeah. no more Andy Kaufman's or people pushing the limits, yeah. and people are like, no, nah, move Judd Apatow. Well, people it's are kind of true. The same people goes with aren't music. trying. People like aren't trying to. I don't know. They're not trying to. Do something that nobody else is doing. All, like all the, all of the music that I. I'm a big music guy. Uh, I am too. We haven't uh, really kind of touched on that a lot, but yeah, I, I, yeah I'm a huge music. My my favorite. I, I like a really wide range of things, but really the stuff that I like the most is stuff where you hear it and you're like, that's definitely, that's definitely that guy. That's definitely right. this because it's so different and it's so unique. Like in high school, I started getting really into. Uh, Primus, Primus, yes. is my favorite. Still, Primus, still my I, favorite band. I would I go see them do the Primus and the Chocolate Factory, yeah. the Willy Wonka thing. I'm going to see them next month. I'm You're going to go excited. see that show. 
I don't know if they're doing. They're playing with Dinosaur Junior. Oh, okay. Pier ninety seven. Dude, it's gonna be. Oh, Primus. Gonna be they did a remix of the right. entire of every song off of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. It's tripped out. Yeah. It's tripped out. It is so fucking good. <laughs> yeah. I can't tell so you. Cool, I got right? to see it. I got to see them do like a little truncated version. Halloween, right? It was on Halloween. Yes, yeah. And you the went to space. the you went to the little pre-show. Thing, it was right? like in a, It was for uh, for WNYC. It was for like mm-hmm. this public radio thing where they were, they they had. Uh, um, like it's the small studio space it's called the green space it's really cool venue. do they have kids at that one they have something? some kids oh, wow. dressed up yeah. like cause it was, you were encouraged to come dressed up because the yeah. sta- they set up like a stage type area with all of the goofy there was like mushrooms and all, all mm-hmm. the lighting was really crazy he comes out wearing like the purple, the purple velvet thing yeah. with the hat and he they, first of all Les Claypool's incredibly talented. They're all insanely talented yeah. musicians. They had these percussionists with him mm-hmm. that were also incredible. Yeah, they're from his uh, his solo yeah. stuff from Duo yeah. de Twang and yeah. uh, some other Frog Brigade yeah. and like the fancy group, fancy yeah, band. But also, like I think Les Claypool falls into that Zappa category where it's like that's what got that was my unique. he was like my gateway into um, just not just unique music but unique art form just um you know you don't have to be like everything else to be cool to be to to be creative to be you know uh what i don't know that subculture that whole subculture of things i the anti-people the people who are like exactly the contrarians but in the right way where it's like no fuck all you know there's people that are like fuck capitalism i've seen this picture all the time where it's like fuck capitalism and they're from sent from my iphone you know yeah, like, yeah, yeah. where you're like oh okay so you're lip service but you're mm-hmm. not really what's well, one thing about frank zappa was he was a huge fan of capitalism yeah he <laughs> loved capitalism he, he was, was capitalist yeah, yeah his career was built on it he right. uh like he owns the rights to all of his out uh, records like mm-hmm. he owns all of his material family trust they own all of it which yeah. is like unheard of at that time yeah mm-hmm. yeah because there was no independent there was no independent music that was getting wide. No, play. it was yeah. all. You know, he didn't. He didn't have it until I think like mid eighty, early eighties, mid eighties or yeah, something. Yeah. Until then, yeah. he had a lot of problems with unions with the record company. Warner Brothers famously fucked him over a lot. With, Warner Brothers uh, fucked everybody over. That yeah. was Prince had that big thing. With he was Warner one of the first ones though to come out on stage, like at all his concerts, and be like, "Fuck Warner Brothers," <laughs> yeah, 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 that yeah. kind of stuff. He would tell people not yeah. to buy the albums. That yeah, were, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's like, don't, don't buy it. <clears throat> but he would play the songs. He played the songs. He would be like, they changed the album cover. Yeah, you know, it'd be stuff like that. They would change album titles, song titles, yeah, album yeah. covers. Because he was all about he the like he wrote, he drew his own album covers and he, stuff. He sometimes, or he would get. Well, he had he knew so many artists and so yeah. many different guys yeah. that would collaborate. He would just be like, "Hey, I really like that guy. Just draw something for an album cover, and we'll use that." And he worked a lot yeah. on different films and stuff. He's yeah, done, yeah. He, he has like mm-hmm. these weird like low. But he got what did, what did he get arrested for doing pornography or something? Producing some sort of pornography thing. Uh, I don't remember. Uh, it was a movie called but he did um, music for it and then they were had to re- like record and he would produce it or something like that and then uh, some, they tricked sure. him into, into doing it I'm oh, not wow. really sure I'll have to look into and it were, but yeah. I'm not really but sure but it was a lot of like at that time because look man it was like, like the 60s civil mm-hmm. rights movement there was a lot of people like don't make waves on stuff so he was kind of counterculture in that way too but Absolutely. not in a hippie way he yeah. didn't. He didn't. He didn't agree with the the whole hippie mentality of peace and love uh, and all that stuff. I was like, no. Yeah. If do you your listen own shit. to um, my probably my favorite Zappa album, and this is what Zappa and the original Mothers is. Uh, I think it's like his 
I want to say it's his fourth album. It's uh, We're Only In It For The Money. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, so the cover of it is totally a parody of, of Sgt. Pepper. Yes. And it's like the Mother's oh, yeah, yeah. Sgt. Pepper album. Every single song is like anti-hippie. And they anti Beatles. Anti hip anti Beatles, anti well now that they mention the Beatles by name. Right. But there's little things where you're like, he's talking about the Beatles yeah. here. <laughs> anti police, there's lots of on the original albums, very, very anti establishment, yeah. anti police, yeah. lots of anti police. Well he was, in that album also they talk about how um he was anti uh like the the thing about the Beatles is that he was actually really good friends with the monkeys. Because he realized way early that the monkeys were a fuck you to the Beatles also, mm-hmm. like a yeah, big yeah, satire. Yeah, it was all yeah. satire. And it was literally, it was like Kingsman. It was like, once you realize that the monkeys was making, was tongue in cheek, making fun yeah, of these yeah. people, and it was like literally making fun of the, of the music industry, and mm-hmm. it was like, it's much smarter than people think it is. It's, yeah. sad, it's weird to say that, but it's like the monkeys were kind of an interesting yeah. moment where it was Yeah, like if you a, look at it back, but if you look at it back then, people don't, you can't, you can't really look at yeah. it. You're just like, this is just, we love the Beatles so much that this is just a cheap a rip imitation. Yeah, we're too off. blinded by the Beatles right yeah. now yeah, 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 to yeah. see that. But, which I get, uh, I get it. But that was the thing, Frank, Frank Zappa actually asked Mickey Dolans to join the Mother's Invention. Well, they, uh, it but was the... Who is it? Uh, the band, the Turtles. You know the Turtles. The I can't. Three of those dudes eventually became like the Mothers. They right. became. They oh, joined right. the band. Yeah. yeah. There's a movie. It was a huge band. <laughs> there was a. It was always. Well, Zap always had a different. After the original Mothers, that's probably the band that he had for the longest period of time. I feel like because after that, it was like a new band every album. Almost. Right. 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 Uh, well, yeah. because he had his own studio at the time. Oh yeah, and then when he got arrested, that's when he lost the. He couldn't. He couldn't afford to pay rent on the studio. Mm-hmm. So he was like, he was also really smart because he got a lot of. He got a lot of work. Uh, he learned a lot about the industry mm-hmm. when in early on, and that and then that's yeah. what kind of led him to be able to do all of this. He manipulated shit. the so, industry. He was yeah. able to make it work for him. Right. He's one he of was, those. That's why he's one of my heroes. Is he just did whatever the fuck he wanted to do, and whenever something was. In the way of him doing what he wanted to do, he caused a big fucking ruckus yeah. and would change. In the you know, while he was doing that, he changed. He would change the whole industry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he really kind of defined. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people would yeah. go, and you could lean towards um, the at-home recording revolution. Like people were like recording off tapes and things mm-hmm. like that, and recording off the radio. And uh, dubbing because he would do a lot of like tape editing stuff. Oh yeah, and he would big, do, like, big into that. And he would yeah. like, and, and he was also about like using new technologies to create different. Mm-hmm. Sounds. He was at the cutting edge. He was constantly like, he was that 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 guy that people think they are. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, people are like, no, I'm uh, ahead of the curve. No, no, no. he is. This guy <laughs> was the end of the earth. But yeah, like yeah. the universe ended with Frank Zappa He's because on the, beyond he is it, the edge, there's nothing that had been done. <clears throat> he was there. Yeah, okay. yeah, like you go think you're doing breaking some new ground, and you, and then like you get there, and Frank Zappa's got like six albums of the same shit. You're just trying to figure out yeah. now, you know. And even now, like there's people with the, talking about MIDI controllers yeah. and stuff like that. That's a still a technique. That's the first used. time anybody ever heard something like that. I'm yeah. sure, but like, not that many people heard it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, modern metal bands now. A lot of people don't realize the drums are MIDI controlled drums. Mm-hmm. So they program the drums in there. That's why. A lot of like super fa- super like aggressive fast metal bands mm-hmm. don't tour as they, like they can't get like like they, they'll release music and there'll be some esoteric thing. They'll ha- the drummers that they get 
there's like three or four drummers in the world that can do it because they use MIDI controllers, which is exactly what sure. Ian was talking about on that album, where it's like yeah, yeah. people can't play it. He had some uh, really cool techniques, like um, I think it's I think it's called Xenochromy or something. Right. Like, Zen- I don't know how to say it, but he He would do this crazy shit where um, if you listen to, he's got an album called Joe's Garage, one of his best classic fucking albums. It's like a triple album from the 80s. Uh, it's, it's like a it's, it's like a day long. <laughs> it's great. It's so good. It's like it's a rock opera. Um, which was also a satire. Like he was Which funny. was a total yeah, satire. Like a big fucking to the who and shit. No, all that stuff. Elton yeah. John or whatever. <laughs> um, he mo- there's only one guitar solo on that whole and there's tons of guitar solos on it. There's only one guitar solo on the whole album that he recorded in the studio for the album. The rest of them are all with that Zeno, I don't know how to say it, Xenochromy, Xenochromy technique where he would just go back through all his live shows and he would find chunks of guitar solos that he really liked and he would plug them into the song because they were in the same key and in the same, right. they had the same timing. Jesus. Yeah. Imagine how much work that took to, to figure that shit out. No, Especially no back computers. then with no digital shit. Yeah. No garage no All night long. Tape cutting, all of that. Cutting the, tapes. Yeah, yeah. And like going through, you know, dad tapes. Oh my god! And he was hands on for every single part of that. Yeah, he didn't produce. He didn't have a. Pro- he was the producer. He, he like it was a like a craft. For Doesn't him. that make you feel like shit though? When you're yes, like, yeah. entirely. Like, you're yeah. so, like where you're like, oh, I don't feel like writing that toaster strudel bit. <laughs> And meanwhile, this dude's like, oh, I'm going to physically slice this audio. It took me three years to do this five seconds of 24. Imagine that motherfucker, dude. 24 hours a day working. uh, Had a new album. One to two album to three albums a year. And touring like 300 days a year. What the fuck? Yeah. That's, what the fuck? If you want to talk about work, like it, like Louis C.K. puts out a new album every year, and you're like, all right, now we got nothing on the Zappa. Man. <laughs> yeah, man, it's, but it's, it's insane. It's one of those things where, again, how can what would be the modern equivalent of doing? There's no nobody, man. There's nobody, nobody. that can do that. I'm sure there's plenty of people putting out a ton of music. Yeah, but it sucks. I'm yeah. sure the facility to make music. Like right now, we're recording on a laptop. I have access to line in, microphone, we could create a guitar, I could create drum loops, I can create whatever I want to, I can, I can make a song in five minutes. As long as it takes to record a song, I can make a song. But it yeah. just, it still will, it still won't sound the way that it did when you had to do everything right. manually. Yeah. Yeah. There's not that human, because there's not that organic human right. touch to it. And there's a lot of new music that I really like. There's a lot of stuff that's great, but... To me, when I go back and I hear stuff, even just regular old fucking rock and roll shit, like we were listening to The Police at work the other day, and I was yeah. like, man, nothing sounds like this anymore. No, The Police is fucking This good. is yeah. like well, insane. So this, good. So, if, first of all, we got to give props to Frank Zappa for naming things the way they did, the way he did, because yeah, that, that, sure, that yeah. alone is, is brilliant. <laughs> and that, that alone is like a, a big fuck you, too, because like people don't realize, like, uh, someone posted up a, what's your like uh, on Facebook. Someone mentioned it, and it really struck a chord with me because uh, it was what's your favorite uh, comedy special title? Did you see that? No, someone posted they're, it. they're all terrible. Right? But <laughs> but the thing is, is that there's some that the comedy specials that they have. If they, if something has a good title, like I'm a big believer in like Mark. There's a really good documentary yeah. called Art and Copy. Mm-hmm. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, it was good. Oh, it was a really good that. about advertising yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. marketing and stuff like that. Like <clears throat> uh, the advertisers. It was. It's like the real Mad Men. 
of, of, of that time and when it was like, and the guys that did Apple and, and all that stuff that kind of redefined advertising as an art form. Yeah. I believe that naming something and giving something the right uh, perspective for the people to consume it is a huge deal. You know, mm-hmm. like that's often overlooked. Yeah. And I think as like as comics, a lot of people overlook the presentational aspect of shit. That's why if I ever had a comedy album or something, I want it to be like, you know, when you something memorable, you know, like old album covers and shit. You, I mean, you can't remember a lot of the like new album cover. I really don't because people, it's not part of the product now. It's really yeah. not. You know, but that you definitely know, what, like Dark Side of the Moon looks yeah. like. Right? With the triangle and the, yeah, the rainbow, or prism, yeah. prism, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, the you know, Sergeant Pepper, Sergeant you know? Pepper, how, like even like yeah. Led Zeppelin, Houses of the Holy, and shit like that, with all the steps and they, you know, like you could like there's there's certain the imagery, the human clay, it's yeah, like, yeah. Right? <laughs> the clock man, yeah, the man. clock breaking apart. Can we um, name Good off job. a couple of um, would you have a top Frank 10? Zappa songs? Just the Frank Zappa song titles that are uh, really great song titles. Yeah, bring uh, it down. Let's see. Bring this is a good. This is from his album Apostrophe. This is called Saint Alfonso's Pancake Breakfast. Yes, <laughs> um, he's got a song called uh, I Promise Not to Come in Your Mouth. Um, <laughs> Why does it hurt when I pee? <laughs> this is all legitimate. Like this These is are great, and they're album. great songs. Some of them, some of those are like are these on your iPod or. No, I'm just I'm googling them. But <laughs> I know I know the songs. One of the famous ones is like "Don't Eat the Yellow Snow." Yeah, yeah. that's like his probably maybe his most well known song. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. Or no, his other his really his biggest hit his only one that was an actual hit was. Um, uh, Valley Girl with Moon Moon Zappa from the 80s and it was the oh, thing yeah. that really broke the Valley Girl speak thing down and after that that shit died yeah yeah I hear a lot of variations of the Valley Girl nowadays yeah yeah the Valley Girl had, has it has its presence still but it's become adapted like the the cholas and the chongas now sure. use that in some way. Like you yeah. hear it, we're like it's almost valley. It's almost yeah. like eighties valley girl. But um, yeah, if I had a top, do you have like your go to? My go to. Well, we're only in it for the money. The the sick. It's from sixty eight or sixty nine. That's the one. That's the anti hippie, anti like Sergeant Pepper one. You're that's going that's, albums? that's, albums. that's my favorite. Yeah, there's just too many songs. Well, to, also. Like, they, how many people write albums anymore? Like yeah, you know, fun, concept, like, you know, thematic concept albums from beginning to end that they're yeah. made to listen to from beginning. Oh to yeah, end. how how many? Nobody does it. Not many. None. I mean, and speaking of that, he actually was the first. Zappa had the his first, and this is all on his first album. Is the I'm pretty sure is the first double album. It's the first concept album. Freak uh, out! Right? Yeah, freak out. To both of those on his first album? That's like, pretty amazing. Like, he didn't just record an album. He's like, no, I'm going to make uh, things that other artists have There's failed doing. There's a theme. Doing. Yeah. yeah. And it's, uh, and There's it's, a point to this. Right. Like, that. that's something that you see, like, the like even even something as simple as that Foo Fighters HBO thing where the, there was mm-hmm. a point to that whole album. It was so- songs written and inspired by City and recorded in cities that were important to his musical mm-hmm. development. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I can always appreciate Fine. Like, Good. A, I was hooked. Yeah. And they talk about, like, one of my favorite episodes is the New York one, and one of the things that they talked about was that in New York, during, during like, they, they talk about the history of music development in each city, mm-hmm. and in New York, it's, of course, they talk about the punk scene, yeah, sure, and yeah. they talk about also, CBGB and whatnot. but they also talk about how there were recording studios everywhere. 
Mm-hmm. And literally, you could open a door in some seedy alley, and it's like where they record, where David Bowie was recording. Miles yeah. Davis. Miles Something. Davis had recorded, yeah. and there and there were like multiple floors in this raggedy building in the middle of fucking any like nowhere, like in the middle of nowhere. Probably you know, like down the street here, there could have been some corner. Yeah, yeah. And then it, I was reading on the Frank Zappa thing where he played. Uh, he in '66, he was contracted at someplace called the Garrett Theater. Yeah, the Garrick right. Theaters, where he played a lot of his the original, like, legendary mother's shows that were very experimental, uh, very theatrical. Right. Uh, lots of different, lots of artists. They would have, like, circus people, fire. They would have crazy shit. That was at the Garrick. But they were, like, uh, what, what was it called? They had a, re- had a residency. A residency, there. yeah. And they were there every night, and it was like, it was... It was like, imagine a band. Mm-hmm. They're a band. They're not touring. It's not like they're going to a different audience every night. Mm-hmm. They would do improvised shows. Yeah. It looked like, have you been to Have you been to UCB East? Yes. That's like what that theater looks like. That's like, Imagine seeing that in like that kind of theater. That's, that's amazing. That like, like That's the kind of thing where even New York has changed. Like you could, I, could you find someone willing to dump that much money on a residency yeah. like that? Like having some crazy band do wacky, sh- and there was like audience interaction things. Yeah, yeah. They would, yeah. cost, you know, like costume perform. Like, and then to me, I'm thinking about like it's all. This is one of those times we haven't really talked about how musically inclined I am on the show. But like, I love, I feel the the whole wrong era of music. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm anti DJ. I'm anti. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm anti DJ. I'm not. A, I'm not a hundred percent that way though. I, I'm not a hundred percent. It's always, it's, but it's always something. I notice that if I do like dance music, it's always something that like has a point. It has like an album with like an arc or something. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. actually like songs. You mean that that have like yeah, even like that kind of stuff. Because not it's like to be a night like, of music. Yeah. Right? Like a, like a, a DJ set is supposed to build throughout the night. And mm-hmm. my 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 big problem with it is calling that person a musician. They're yeah. an engineer. They're an engineer uh, with a with a really good ear for music. Right. They're I, a producer that I engineer. Say, like Daft Punk? Yes. Daft like they, they had their new their but they play most recent one. That they then met uh, you know, it's tough to call. It's a tough I actually, call. I, yeah it is. I, I actually thought their more recent one from a couple of years ago, the big the big hit. Right. The uh, one with uh, Faster like, Strong uh, No, the one with the Pharrell song with Get Lucky. Oh right, right, right. Massive hit. Uh, that's that album was like the closest thing I've heard to like uh, an album album, right? Like yeah. a real album. You know? There's a, and there's some they recorded hip-hop. all analog, yeah, with all real musicians. And like they didn't really play any of the music, but they like it's like a concept. They and played they were like man, they, 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 some they hit that shit. They hit the nail on the head. With they, that. that was actually a really good album. I'll give them yeah. that. So like that, to, I'm anti the DJs that push play. That's sure. what I mean by Absolutely. DJ. I'm anti like the, Dead Mouse kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, I'm anti yeah. the ones that get... That <laughs> he get said a, it himself. $150,000 a night to play, to press play yeah. on their MacBooks. Dead you know Mouse I mean? himself. Paris Hilton can do the job. Yeah, yeah Dead Mouse himself, like in, a, in, like in the Rolling Stone or something, said... Yoki too. He said something like... Uh, all DJs press play. That's what we do. If they don't, if they if they say that they don't, they're lying. Yeah, yeah, and that's where that's where I'm like, uh, people can lump musicians together, but a DJ for me is like, ah, man, you know, there's more to it than that. Like you're yeah. just you're just you're just kind of putting piece. Of course, this is a huge point of contention for anyone who doesn't mm-hmm. believe 
doesn't agree with me. It's like, you know, really, because it's a huge industry. It's, sometimes I like, sometimes if it's done in a certain way, I really like it where you're listening to it and maybe they're not a great musician, but you're just listening to someone who loves music. Right. And has like, I buy that. like if you listen to, um, if you listen to some early, you know, Beastie Boy, and of course those dudes, they played instruments and they're great. Yeah. But like, if you listen to some of the, like, Paul's Boutique and like that kind of stuff, and you just listen to those beats and the samples, and you're like, man, these dudes just fucking love music. Yes. Sampling, I, man, would, I would say Zappa was, was kind of a pioneer of that, pioneer too. Pioneer of that, too. He's sampled, <laughs> you know, he's using, using the, like he's, like you were saying, like using his own samples from live using shows. Using his yeah. own samples. Cre- using, you know, the whole wah wah sounds that you're talking about. Like a lot of that was created was like. <laughs> <laughs> to be more of an influence than... No, but he was taking, like, tape and running it through the machine and recording the yeah. sound to make at different speeds. And, you know, right. Beatles were you know Beatles were doing that, but not, like, yeah. not as experimental as Zappa. Yeah. And I think not as intentional as Zappa. Cause not Zappa as intentional. Like, right. Zappa was like, I know the sound that I want is going to be made by me doing this. Mm-hmm. Not, hey, let's fuck around with this yeah, wall yeah, sound yeah. bullshit. For you sure. know what I mean? Like, Number nine? Yeah, yeah like that kind of stuff. <laughs> Yeah, Ringo, that. Ringo, say number nine. <laughs> <laughs> Ringo, make yourself useful for once in your fucking career. Say it again. <laughs> Ringo, say number nine. A lot. Yo, um, yo, yeah. Yeah. Tick Mataros is a great bit about how like uh, Ringo wrote uh, Yellow Submarine. Yeah. yeah. So she was, she was like, imagine that day when he, Ringo came to his wife and was like, hey, they finally let me write a song. And she was like, great, let me hear it. And he's like, we all <laughs> 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 And she was like, is there another verse to this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, Ringo's, Ringo, there's a Frank Zappa movie called uh, 200 Motels. Yes, that's right. Ringo's in the movie as Frank Zappa. Uh, <laughs> at the very beginning, he's lowered down on some wires and uh, he's got Zappa's mustache and his hair. <laughs> and, uh, He's like, uh, I don't know, he says something about uh, fucking all the girls. He says that, they have him say that. I can't remember. He's like, you, they, you know, when you're in the band and you get to fuck all the girls. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, what a good sport. <laughs> again, the era that that exists in is lost. Yeah, yeah. There's just hard. It's, okay, so we got to wrap this up, but what... Is there anything you're listening to now that even gives you a hint of a feeling of what you get when you listen to Zappa? Kanye. Kanye. (laughs) Willow Smith. Sometimes maybe, um... Fuck, no, man. I don't know. The the last album that I really, really got into was that Kendrick Lamar one, dude. Oh, really? It's pretty great. It's not anything like Zappa, obviously, but fuck, it's good. It pulls from... That's another guy. I'm like, this guy just loves music. It pulls from... Old fun. It's got George Clinton on it. Oh yeah, it's got I some nasty funk. It's got a little bit of like Jill Scott Heron and like wow. It's got a lot of stuff, man. It's an amalgam of lots of styles. I really like it. I stay. It's I don't listen favorites. to hip hop. Oh man, I, I, I can't. I can't. I can't lie. Racist. I can't listen to that. <laughs> goddamn Christ. racist. Fucking uh, okay. racist. <laughs> I, I love it, that, you heard, right I don't know if you've li- but we we want to do a morning uh, talk radio talk show <laughs> with the spick and the mick, <laughs> and uh, with the, the spick and the mick and the dick. 
I just go, hey, fuck you guys. Oh, come on, dude. Yeah. <laughs> You're like the sound drop guy. <laughs> Number eight. <laughs> Hold on to your butts. <laughs> oh. Ooh. All right, thanks, Dick. Mick, what do we got on the line? You're like, that kind of shit. Uh, oh, Dick, you're so crazy. Like, uh, like from Wayne's World, Mr. Scream. Remember Mr. Yeah. Wayne's World 2? Harry, Harry Shearer, yeah. yeah. Harry Shearer yeah. was uh, Handsome Dan. He was Dan. Handsome Dan. They're like, uh, you're Handsome Dan? <laughs> yeah, they're like, and then, he's, and then they're like, well, you're not even listening to us. Uh-huh. He's like, you're, you're yeah, you sh- said it. You said it. Yeah, yes, correct. And he's like fucking with buttons yeah. and shit. You're a huge tool. Oh, pew! Makes a good shot. I love how um, they're so they're so uncomfortable around him. Yeah. They're like, he looks like this. <laughs> oh, oh well. Okay. Uh, so recommended. We do a recommendation for each hero. Recommendation. Um, so so you said um, we are in this. For that's a great one. But if you've never really listened to Frank and you're into just really it's gonna be kind of goofy but also you're gonna have some great little bits of fucking rock and roll jazz just funk everything so if you want to really get into it check out uh overnight sensation and apostrophe those are like the entry those are like his mid-70s entry levels episode that's the ones that i first listened to and was like i fucking love this overnight sensation and apostrophe and apostrophe and then if you really like those go back and listen to like old mother stuff it's a lot harder to swallow oh okay what's the name to swallow uh well the mothers of invention stuff but what's the name of that the album with the Casio keyboard because I'm curious. I'm Jazz honest. from hell. Jazz from hell. Good okay. luck. <laughs> Good luck. Good name. No, it's great though. Yeah. I, I like. It. I like it just because it's so off center. It's so fucking. Have you heard it's all different. of his albums? I've heard, I've, uh, the first for the first time ever a couple of years ago. I just went on Spotify and just every day listened to an album just to make sure Jesus. I caught everything. Like I've listened to every single months. one of his albums. And some of them, yeah, some of them are, you know, very, Girl. very hard to listen to. He's got an album called uh, Shut Up and Play Your Guitar and it's a triple album all guitar solos. <laughs> what? Never, it's like four hours long. Of guitar all guitar, solos? Just guitar solos. You can <laughs> listen to it for about ten minutes and you're like, this is amazing. Ten minutes goes by and you're like, Jesus Christ. What's, um... Well, that's, what else is on this album? <laughs> yeah. There's a it's song. still, I mean, it's still like, amazing. Rated right? like Rolling Stone called him like the twentieth greatest uh, guitarist was, of all time. I think. He was hot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like amazing guitar player. Yeah, amazing guitar. Yeah. player. I think he was like top ten uh, musicians of all time and top twenty guitarists of all time. Yeah, yeah. something like that. But he yeah, was yeah. great. I don't according to someone ranking, but he's always on the list. Yeah, everyone's like, yeah, that guy is important. Maybe the most answer. underrated of the like, classic rock guitar guy. He was the yeah. first like dude that like kind of shredded you know yeah. a lot of the, you listen to some of it now and you're like some guys are doing that now yeah or yeah. Or, like, or like the how it was he was limited by the equipment back then because yeah. if you hear because like mm-hmm. what happened a lot is the refinement of that overdrive sound became mm-hmm. that distortion that metal distortion yeah. you hear a lot of like the like the virtuoso he guitar. pioneered some of that stuff he pioneered that stuff too because I loved I, I was a huge Steve Vai fan that's who I he lo- brought him into the fucking spotlight he was the one that brought him up Frank yeah. Zappa brought him in and you can hear the early Zappa stuff was limited it sounds sloppy by today's standards because mm-hmm. there was nothing there's no there way no to make standard. it neater. there was, there was no, no way, way. Yeah. There's, the technology wasn't there to clean up that mm-hmm. sound but he was playing faster than everybody Yeah, but 
I saw Steve, one of my favorite, so I'll say my favorite uh, Zappa song is My Guitar Wants to Kill Your Mom. Oh, yeah, classic. <laughs> it's just like straight, just a Jesus, the fucking, names. Yeah. From an Jesus. album, from an from the album, the classic album, uh, Weasels Rip My Flesh. Yeah. <laughs> like, all the names are the names that people, it sounds like they're making fun of rock music. Yeah, Remember, yeah, like, yeah. it's like, oh, what are you going to see? Oh, I'm going to go see the Whistling Bone Holes. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, absolutely. That's a, that sounds like a Zappa name. Yeah. All of the Zappa names sound like he's fucking with you. Burnt it's, Weenie Sandwich. Yeah. And it's like, whatever. This is what this is called. <laughs> He's like got all of this, like, he's got like the refrigerator word, refrigerator yeah, magnets, yeah. and he's just like, what are we naming this one? He's like, mixes it all up. Hot rats. Hot rats. It's like a classic, <laughs> and, and that's like a big fusion album. That's like a big fusion, jazz, contemporary jazz fusion album. He's, he's called Hot Rats. He might have been, been a pioneer in meta comedy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> tongue yeah. is so tongue in cheek that it was painful. Yeah. So dry that it was like, Jesus, dude. Sometimes yeah. you don't even get it. Sometimes. There's funny stuff on the albums, and you're like, "What does that even mean?" I don't know why that's funny, but that's that must be an inside thing with right. him and the band, or like of the era that you. Or were the era, yeah. Because yeah. there's some like this zeitgeisty stuff that it's you a just, lot of name drops, yeah. A lot yeah. Of, you know, Where you're like, "Who's references. that?" Like, All right, okay. But of the time, you would be on board, and yeah, so fucking smart that guy was. Yeah, dude. But, hey, this has been a really it's fun episode. Yeah, really really go on, right? Big thanks to Ian Kitchen for coming out. Uh, promote uh, anything you got going on. Twitter, uh, oh man! Uh, you can go. You can find me on Twitter at, at Scantron Kitchen. That's Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Scantron name sounds like a Zappa. <laughs> Twitter name is a Zappa title. You zapped your Twitter. Scantron uh, Kitchen. Um, I think that's about it. And you perform around New York because it's an open mic in New York City. But that's about Ian. Is even if you go to like an open mic, he's at he usually does well at open mics. Like he's, I give him a B plus average. Oh man, that is that is way way too much. On the New York curve, that's too much. That's way too much. What the hell? No, but but Ian's great. You perform around the city. Follow him on the, on the Twitters. Uh, Scantron, baby. Scantron. He's pernicious with the pencil, baby. On this <laughs> number two's only. Uh, number two's <laughs> Ticonderoga, world's best pencil. That's, uh, <laughs> you only have 115 followers? Somebody follow this. <laughs> follow this I have 115. I had 113 an hour ago. Oh, oh you kidding me? Somebody's trending. Oh, man. <laughs> All right, well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, like uh, on Facebook, and we're at uh, Zeros on Heroes on uh, Twitter and Instagram. And uh, share us with your friends and review us on iTunes. All that stuff is nice for us uh, to increase listenership. And, uh, you know, we're, we're to our, our quote-unquote listener from Florida, it would be nice to hear from Shout out, Howard. Shout, Shout out, out, Howard. Howie, baby. Howie, baby. <laughs> Bro. Uh, but everybody, thank you for listening and uh, listen to Zappa and go out and be heroic. <laughs>